Warning, the following message may be offensive to some audiences. These audiences may include, but are not limited to, professing Christians who never read their Bible, sissies, sodomites, men with man buns, those who approve of men with man buns, man bun enablers, white knights for men with man buns, homemakers who have finished Netflix but don't know how to meal plan, and people who refer to their pets as fur babies. Viewer discretion is advised. People are tired of hearing nothing but doom and despair on the radio. The message of Christianity is that salvation is found in Christ alone, and any who reject Christ, therefore, forfeit any hope of salvation, any hope of heaven. The issue is that humanity is in sin, and the wrath of Almighty God is hanging over our heads. They will hear his words, they will not act upon them, and when the floods of divine judgment, when the fires of wrath come, they will be consumed and they will perish. God wrapped himself in flesh, condescended, and became a man, died on the cross for sin, was resurrected on the third day, has ascended to the right hand of the Father, where he sits now to make intercession for us. Jesus is saying there is a group of people who will hear his words, they will act upon them, and when the floods of divine judgment come in that final day, their house will stand. Welcome to Bible Bashed, where we aim to equip the saints for the works of ministry by answering the questions you're not allowed to ask. Listen and enjoy this latest episode as Pastor Tim answers your sincere questions. Here's Pastor Tim. On this episode of Bible Bash, we will be answering the question, aren't some people intersex, and doesn't that mean that transgenderism has a scientific basis? Uh, now, this kind of question is the kind of question that reflects a profound confusion of categories, uh, and it's a profound confusion of categories which in some sense is understandable because uh, the argument of the transgender movement for many years has been basically to appeal to these uh, exceedingly rare cases of individuals who are born with ambiguous uh, genitalia. And, and using that as evidence that biological sex isn't just uh, you know a binary as most people assume. Uh, so there are cases of individuals who uh, have extra chromosomes, for instance, or individuals who have ambiguous genitalia, or even uh, gen- uh, the opposite genitalia that you might expect. And so there are deformities along those lines where an individual's genitalia doesn't actually match their chromosomes. And so then this is evidence that is put forward to prove essentially that this uh, old gender binary is hopelessly antiquated and unhelpful. Uh, Now the problem along these lines is that uh, when you make a case trying to compare transgenderism with being intersex or being a hermaphrodite, uh, you are profoundly mixing categories at that point. Uh, So in order to demonstrate that we're profoundly mixing categories, we might want to think about what it actually means to be intersex or to be a hermaphrodite at that point. Uh, So uh, when you think about the actual statistics of individuals who are uh, what might be described as intersex, uh, there's a lot of discussion and disagreement on what actually constitutes being intersex. And and there are a lot of genetic uh, deformities or abnormalities that are put under this broader label of being intersex. Uh, but then, you know, as you think through the statistics itself, an individual has a point 
0.018% chance of having some sort of uh, mild deformity as it relates to their genitalia, such that they have genitalia that uh, appear to be somewhat uh, abnormal in that kind of way. Now, uh, true hermaphroditism essentially is going to represent, true hermaphroditism is, is the uh, condition in which an individual's chromosomes don't match uh, their uh, genitalia at that point uh, in a way that is obvious. Uh, so true hermaphroditism basically represents uh, a very low percentage of what we might describe as uh, all of the ge genetic deformities that could be included under the broader label of intersex. Uh, and the estimated frequency of true hermaphroditism is essentially 1 in 83,000 births. So uh, what you're describing is a, a very rare phenomenon uh, uh, which, uh, because of the effects of sin in the world, uh, an individual suffers from some sort of genetic deformity, such that his chromosomes don't seem to match, his or her chromosomes don't seem to match their uh, genitalia in some kind of significant way. Uh, so when you think about uh, this kind of individual who has this kind of uh, condition that they're suffering from, this would be the kind of situation uh, where that you wouldn't describe as proof uh, uh, that would overturn the gender binary. In fact, the individuals in this kind of situation, they have chromosomes which don't match their genitalia, uh, but then it would be their chromosomes which determine their biological sex at that point. They're just suffering from some, some sort of genetic deformity. And it's so very rare that individuals actually have this kind of deformity that individuals along these lines, are they're not the kind of individuals who feel like they're trapped in the wrong kind of body. They're the kind of individuals who are suffering from some sort of uh, genetic deformity. Uh, and everyone knows what their actual sex is based on their chromosomes along those lines. And so there are individuals, uh, uh, basically these individuals are not the kind of individuals who are trying to advance the transgender movements. Uh, there are a wide variety of phenomena that can occur where individuals maybe have extra chromosomes or individuals have uh, ambiguous genitalia or even uh, genitalia that doesn't match their chromosome. But these things are exceedingly rare and these things are no proof for the transgender movement in general. Uh, what's actually happening in the transgender movement is, what's in, in the main is that, uh, or almost exclusively, is you have individuals who have uh, genitalia that matches their chromosomes. Uh, their biological sex is absolutely certain. Uh, they're just individuals who have been pressured by society or who have engaged in some sort of deviant sexual practices, or maybe they're individuals who have um, you know, uh, homosexual mothers or fathers uh, who are uh, distorting their view of gender, or you know, they're individuals who are giving themselves over to different forms of depravity. However, it comes about, you have individuals who are essentially rejecting the biological and clear sex that God has assigned to them. At, at uh, conception, not even at birth, uh, they're rejecting uh, this uh, uh, this clear biological sex that they are created with, and they are choosing in a high-handed way to rebel against their maker. And this is a very different thing than the idea of uh, uh, an individual who is uh, intersex or who is a hermaphrodite at that point. And, and the fact remains that individuals who are you know intersex or hermaphrodites feel deep shame over the fact that their genitalia doesn't match or has some sort of abnormality in it where it doesn't match their chromosomes. And so these are two different kinds of situations and intersex people don't really 
want to be used as pawns for the transgender movement and really do not find a home with the transgender movement at all because they realize that they're fundamentally in some very different situation as uh, the standard transgender person at that point. Now, I'm not trying to say that there's no uh, intersex person who might be sympathetic to the hermaphrodite uh, or sympathetic to the uh, transgender cause. I'm just trying to say it's two different phenomena, uh, one of which has nothing to do with the other. And so when you think about uh, what's actually happening here, uh, we don't. We, we there's no evidence or reason to appeal to uh, the intersex phenomenon as uh, proof that actually helps uh, the transgender movement in any way. This has been another episode of Bible Bashed. We hope you have been encouraged and blessed through our discussion. We thank you for all your support and ask you to continue to like and subscribe to Bible Bashed and share our podcast with your friends and on social media. Please reach out to us with your questions, pushback and potential topics for us to discuss in future episodes at BibleBashedPodcast at gmail.com and consider supporting us through Patreon. If you would like to be Bible Bashed personally, then please know that we also offer free biblical counseling, which you can take advantage of by emailing us. Now, go boldly and obey the truth in the midst of a biblically illiterate world who will be perpetually offended by your every move.